the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 23rd, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. New York's minimum wage would increase to over $20 an hour by 2026. That if a bill at Albany is successful. Known as Raise Up NY, it would raise the minimum wage over the next three years and index it each year after that to match inflation. That would increase wages for almost 3 million workers, or about a third of the state's workforce, by 2024. Some opponents feel a higher minimum wage would discourage people from seeking better jobs, but State Senator Jessica Ramos, who's spearheading the legislation in the Senate, says some people don't have a choice. She feels the perception of minimum wage workers isn't entirely true. Everybody seems to think that it still is true that fast food workers are kids working after school. But we know that a lot of these workers are actually the main breadwinners in their family. They are even older people who should be on the path to retirement. The Economic Policy Institute says more than half of workers who'd be affected by this legislation are parents. Some companies are voicing concerns that higher labor costs would hurt their bottom line. But Ramos feels it's wrong for the state to build its post-pandemic economic recovery on the backs of low-wage workers while inflation is at an all-time high. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. In a 2022 poll, 70% of likely voters said they believe workers need to earn at least 20 bucks an hour to live at a decent level. A little further north, advocates for public education in New Hampshire are asking state lawmakers there to repeal what's known as the Divisive Concepts Law. The law restricts educators from teaching that one class of people is inherently racist or oppressive, and it is enforced by citizens who can report teachers for potential violations, possibly costing them their jobs. Sarah Robinson of the group Granite State Progress says the law has had a chilling effect in classrooms across the state. It's just because there's no way of knowing if what you're talking about applies to the law or not, Folks will just not talk about it. Supporters of the law say it stops teachers from creating lessons that pit one race or gender against another. But educators say the law is so vague that it prevents rational classroom discussions about American history and the challenges the country faces today. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. And the mass shootings that left at least 10 people dead in Monterey Park, California, Saturday night is the deadliest in the U.S. since the massacre at Uvalde, Texas last May, when 19 children and two teachers were killed. That from the New York Times. They report Saturday's shooting is also the second major attack in less than a week in California. According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have been 33 mass shootings so far in 2023. This is Public News Service. Election watchdog groups are taking a closer look at the 2022 midterms and how they influence voters' overall trust in the election process in states like Arizona. One person voting rights groups are praising is Bill Gates of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Gates says transparency is the key to instilling trust in the election process. He notes the Board of Supervisors communication team has grown from one person in 2020 to more than 15 today. He told participants in a recent webinar that Arizonans are hungry for factual information about elections, and he wants to continue putting it out there. We understood how important it was to respond to this misinformation. We knew we could never compete with people on social media who have one, two, three, ten million followers. But what we can do is utilize sort of that structure of government via a press conference. Gates says election administration has become a top of mind issue for Arizonans, as for many Americans. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. 
And humanitarian groups, including one based in Minnesota, say that global conflicts have been pervasive in recent years, and in these spots there's a need for unarmed civilian protection. The omnibus bill recently signed by President Joe Biden includes language about the importance of organizations that want to bolster nonviolent protection in communities experiencing or at risk of conflict. Kalista Burpee with the group Nonviolent Peace Force says the recognition isn't just about dollars and cents. It can serve as a catalyst to foster similar work. It's so that more organizations will start to practice unarmed civilian protection, more governments will start to see it as an alternative to violent intervention. Groups like hers rely on strategies like relationship building to help establish sustainable peace. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, our Eric Tayanoff lets us know undocumented workers in Washington State don't have access to unemployment insurance, but some state lawmakers aim to fix that this session. The bill proposed in the House and Senate would create a wage replacement program for undocumented Washingtonians who lose their jobs. The Washington Immigrant Solidarity Network's Sasha Wasserstrom says immigrants are a vital part of the state's economy and calls this measure long overdue. We are hoping for this legislation to pass in order for undocumented workers to finally get what is due to them, which is having that security that if they lose their jobs to no fault of their own, that they can have the same security that any other resident has of Washington state. Wasserstrom says undocumented workers pay the taxes that support unemployment benefits but aren't eligible for them. Data from 2019 found households headed by undocumented immigrants paid $371 million in state and local taxes. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting a week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.